0: This is a post-Christian podcast.
1: Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. All right,
2: everybody. Hello. Welcome to Revolution. Um, I'm exhausted. Just got back from uh ten days in Belfast, Northern Ireland, which was really amazing. I spoke at Spark for Pete Rollins out there. And uh Hit, hit the ground running back to single parent mode
0: mm.
2: and have been to the zoo to see pumpkins there 's pumpkins in the zoo at night and uh, the Lion king and uh, what else i can 't remember because my brain is just lost, and I forgot my Bible and my sermon book today, and my favorite lamp for about twenty years got broken by the kids. Oh, no this morning. Oh,
0: man.
2: Yeah, so it's been a good morning. Exciting. Yeah. Oh, morning. Oh, bad. bad morning, Milo. You know, it's been kind of a bad morning. We've been kind of crazy today. Um. So I asked last minute, I asked Caleb if he wanted to do a talk and ask, you know, can he do an interview? Because he's used to doing interviews Um. about Belfast, my trip to Belfast. Yeah. So... I can see you've got your notes ready. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so um, let's hit this thing. Yeah,
0: let's do it. So you're you're there for Spark. You just want to give like a general synopsis of what, what that is. What Spark is.
2: Well, I think Spark changes every year, but it is kind of kind of like to spark your imagination of of basically how you can take your what you're doing and make it better. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, a lot of people with podcasts were learning, like, how do I raise money for my podcast? How do I get more of my voice out there? Mm -hmm. Um, Some people ran companies. Some people were artists. And it was just kind of like, how do you do that? Or some people are actually, believe it or not, ministers, Mm -hmm. you know, and how do I, you know, get out there and speak more? Or how do I get a book deal? You know, one of the things they kept talking about was, like, it's really easy to talk about writing a book, but it's a whole other thing to sit
1: down and actually
2: do it, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of, like, Reflecting on yourself, like why am I holding on to that am I it, do I get the satisfaction of just thinking i 'm going to do something rather than doing something? am I getting the satisfaction there yeah. and what 's the block yeah really. you know, and you know it was just full of workshops, um, different speakers it was over five days um, in uh, in this place called the old inn and it 's actually where c s Lewis and his wife spent their honeymoon, and uh, the back of the Hotel is this forest that was that inspired Narnia, and so it was really, really beautiful. You know, just to go on a walk and 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 hang out. It was next to a gas station, which was good for me, so I was able to get a lot of diet cokes because (laughs) there is no word for refill in Ireland. (laughs) So it's called a charge. It's called an (laughs) extra charge luckily i knew how to say bill to pete rollins room ah but we didn't have a room because they sold out last minute so we ended up were at an airbnb
0: yeah were you in a bunk bed
2: me and pete got the kids room at the airbnb uh-huh. <laughs> and the other two speakers got the adult rooms <laughs> yeah and so me and pete were in a bunk bed uh-huh. no heat oh boy and uh and really spotty wireless and uh a slug infest fs infest, infestation. Really? I didn't know that was a thing. It was on a farm.
1: That's weird.
2: Yeah. I mean slugs like they look like Yeah. Boogers. So anyway, it was a curse from God basically saying oh. this is bad. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is wrong.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. So but but Is that I'm sorry, was that is that where Wake was held also on that same property? No,
2: Wake is held in downtown. Oh, okay. Belfast. So this is about fifteen minutes. So what they would call the country. Okay. So you know wake is a way completely different atmosphere right you know you're in the city you're doing a lot of stuff this is kind of like people were just kind of hanging out i mean every time you go to another room every room in the place has a fireplace Hmm. and i mean it it was funny because it was like about 90 degrees in that building the whole time you know so you go outside and you're freezing and then inside you're like it's so hot and they're like oh well you know we keep it Keep it warm for the older folks who like to come have dinner here. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you—it's pretty warm. Mm-hmm. Job well done, right? And I think I gained ten pounds because I ate uh, digestives, which are just another good word for cookies. And um, we had three course meals every night, and uh, yeah, it was—it was a great event. Nice. Um,
0: it kind of sounds similar uh, to like the spiritual entrepreneurship that that the hatchery does, and I guess there's some. Uh, crossover, because Barry Taylor... And Barry was there, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. right. So yeah. Barry was there. Was there anybody else from the hatchery there?
2: Um, no, nobody else from the hatchery. Um, oh, what's his name that used to be at the hatchery?
0: I'm not sure. The you know, French guy? or
2: No, 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 the pastor. Um, right? it's his, I'm he's not a sure. a friend of mine, and his name is escaping me right now. I'll think of it in a second. But anyway, so it's just Barry, mm-hmm. and uh, he But it sounds there. like it's
0: kind of insider... Uh, kind of courses and stuff like like for people who are who are involved in producing
2: yeah uh, like they had product
0: a, that's around spirituality yeah and stuff
2: like they even had a a, a, a a jeweler they had a jeweler there who was like just she had this really amazing business and she talked about her business model oh. and things like that so that was really cool cool you know so yeah it was like a lot of like it wasn't just yeah one something like diverse it was very diverse mm-hmm. it was a very like just. Everybody was coming from different places, and, and that was what's cool. great. Is, but everybody still seems to be kind of semi haunted, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So there's that thing. I guess it kind of goes through Pete's work, you know. Mm-hmm. So everybody's mm-hmm. just kind of got that like, you know, spiritual thing. Some sort
0: of yeah magnetism yeah. towards that realm. So
2: yeah. you know, and I got lo- uh, Leone Pony, um, a comedian was there. She hosted the whole thing, so it was hosted by a comedian. And she did an interview with me, mm-hmm. and so that was really cool
0: too. So you did the interview, and then you also did a talk that you kind of workshopped here a
2: few weeks ago, right? Actually, that ended up being blended in together.
0: Oh, oh, that's what you're saying. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay. but then
2: I did the last day talk with Pete and Barry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's real fun trying to get a word in edgewise between <laughs> two people with doctorates. Yeah. And then a high school dropout in the middle, that being me. <laughs> but
0: but but but. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you understand pyrotheology any better now after Spain? Yeah, I confusing?
2: probably understand it less.
0: Less, yeah, yeah. No,
2: no. I mean, I, I feel like I got, you know, it, that didn't seem to be the main focus there. I mean, there was some of that, and um, so you know, it was, it was, mm. uh, it was good. I'm just trying to look up some of the other people who were at the event.
0: So you were you were mentioning to me in our brief uh, messaging exchange this morning about wanting to talk about. Um, stuff around the Troubles and about how uh, leaning into maybe I don't know if bipartisan would be the right word but into a, a kind of dualistic understanding of things can be really dangerous and violent do you want to yeah. go into that right now?
2: Sure, I mean I was I had notes but they're all at home um, No, well I mean one of the things was is I, we went to the uh, museum there, the Ulster Museum and there was an exhibit on the Troubles and for people who don't know that, there was a conflict in Northern Ireland. Um, Protestant Catholic. For, between Protestant and Catholic, and it was kind of between a united Ireland or staying with the United Kingdom. Um, it was really more about politics than religion, but religion seems to overtake everything it becomes part of. And so what you saw was this dialectic of just absolute thinking, and, and you see like the, the violence that was caused through that. You know, that one group said you have to think this way, another group said you had to think that way. I put some pictures up on my um, Instagram from the museum, and if people want to check that out, you can kind of check out some of the stuff that was going on. But, you know, people were firebombing each other, and innocent people were dying, and um, over a cause, over over political cause, really. Now, it's not the same. I can not say, oh, conservatives are the Catholics, and, you know, Protestants are the progressives. You know, you can't get that
0: right nose on yeah but
2: it just made me think of that way of of how we often think in that dialectic you know good and bad Mm -hmm. you know two ways which one way has got to be right and the other way has got to be wrong and there's this this no middle ground for us to be and i think we could learn a lot from what they called the good friday agreement which was their peace process and uh how they came together and created peace. And I want to talk a little bit more of that in the future when I'm able to kind of actually go through and read the agreement as well. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it was... it was. But the people are, are amazing and wonderful and have seemed to respect the past and not forgot about the past, um, but have moved on and become a really an amazing community. Wow. And it's one of the most welcoming, loving places I've ever been. And it feels like a home away from home. You know, and uh I really appreciated appreciated being there and I and I just kinda hoped you know, I hope that we can we can learn from situations like the troubles and things like that and not become that. Because I, I sometimes worry like could we in the United States be headed for some other some type of civil war? Mm. You know, obviously we're not gonna get, you know, machine guns and be behind barrel barracks and so but you know, there's already violence happening. Yeah. You know, people are turning against each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, families aren't talking to families, and are we in an atmosphere in a time where we we're creating a situation that could just continue to ravel out of control? Right. You know, rather than finding a way to argue better, mm-hmm. you know, and not to be so dualistic in our thinking. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about in Romans three ten where it says, you know, no one's good. Except for God, basically, always God is good. But mm-hmm. but you know, no one's good. No one's got it together. Or I was thinking about Romans seven, where Paul says, you know, I try to do what I want, but I don't. You know, I've got something, another system working inside me. Mm. You know, and I was thinking, like he was totally okay with living in the in the contradiction of his life. You know, he, he understood that contradiction. He understood that there was something mm. wrong there. Mm-hmm. You know, and. um but it takes each side, each one of us, to realize that own contradiction in our lives, to kind of be able to come together and argue well and communicate better.
0: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. You know, and how do we how do we do that? And right. so I just I just kept thinking about that as like, you know, here is a, a society that's come out of this, mm-hmm. and we seem like a society that's just running towards this that we just continue to ostracize one another more and more every day.
1: Mm-hmm
0: yeah i think it it definitely takes humility and empathy to try to find a way to communicate to have to host those conversations yeah you know with with people who you um you you know adamantly degree or disagree with or things like that because i I hung out with um some new friends of mine over the weekend uh i think on friday night that are um they have very different political views from myself Mm -hmm. they're you know it's no secret we're pretty progressive thinking here. So you know, They're very conservative. Um, but I respect them and I like them. I get along with them. I know them through work. But it definitely took me trying to be like... Because I used to... I, I voted Republican, you guys. What? Back in the day. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, um, but I don't think that that in itself is a bad thing. I'm just kind of being, being silly by saying it like that. But... Uh, so it took me being like, you know, I, I can relate with some of the things they're saying. I have family members who say some of the same things that they're saying. And it definitely it took a lot of patience. I bit my tongue a lot, you know, and yeah. uh, and stuff like that. But um, it, can, it definitely takes empathy, I think, and um, trying to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And a lot of patience. And sometimes if you don't have the capacity for that patience, you just need to step away from the situation. But
2: Well, one thing I found, too, though, is sitting in sp- Having kind of shopped this idea with at another church, and also sp- speaking about that here, and hearing you know, and have, and talking about that at at Spark as well is you know, yeah, I had pushback. I had people saying like, "Well, I don't want to go where I'm not welcomed," or "I don't want to do this," you know, that type of thing. But I also heard people like saying, "Yeah, you know, I'm tired of all this." partisanship, mm-hmm. my partisanship. I'm just, you know, I wish there was a different way,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, to do this. So, I mean, I, I felt like, you know, I'm slowly hearing people say that they wish there was a different way to do things, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. and And so that's nice. Mm-hmm. I just think we have to be willing to verbalize it and communicate it so other people can go, oh, you know, because mm. it's like we're all thinking it privately, like, yeah, maybe we are a bit too divided in this country. Yeah. You know, I maybe agree. it is time to have a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, but we just have to continue to put words to it so it becomes the norm.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, um, I don't know a lot of details around the specifics of the history of the Troubles, uh, you know. I'm as familiar as I am, but I'm I'm American yeah. and I haven't looked a lot into it. But um what you were talking about like the resolution and, and, and how they got to where they are now, um uh, you know, given given those circumstances and all that really, really horrible, awful violence they went through. Um do you see do you see any specific like applications for anything that you learned about, about the troubles that we can learn from?
2: <sighs> um well I mean that's saying? they're
0: not parallel things. Yeah,
2: I mean no, I mean that's honestly why I wanna wanna Look at it further, but what I did see is it seemed like a, a community that was just tired of being torn apart. Mm. People that were tired of living in fear, and tired of living in 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 this mm-hmm. constant uh, friction.
0: Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it almost like kind of biting the bullet and deciding to find common ground and being like this just isn't? Yeah, gonna... I think
2: so. Yeah. I mean, I I need to look into it even more myself. But it was just something that I noticed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, there's a great. There's so much great history there. And there was also, like, you know, really great rebellion with the punk rock scene. I went and, while I was there, I went to a bunch of record shops and and just looked for particularly, like, punk rock music from Belfast. Cool. You know, and kind of, like, listened to the themes. And, I mean, my favorite band from there is Stiff Little Fingers, you know. And they just rejected both sides. You know, they just said, I don't want this war. Mm. I'm not going to fight for either side, Mm. you know. Their rebellion, their anarchy was is nope. Neither side will do it for me. Mm. You know, I'm going to live my life. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and it took this rebellious voice, this 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 this, this outcry of saying, you know, no,
0: mm-hmm. I,
2: I don't accept either side.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and so to me, I think that's kind of what I'm trying to say is, you know, both sides I can find kind of gross. You know, yeah. in, in our pol- political system today, sure. You know, all the scapegoating yeah. just kind of grosses me out. Yeah. You know, all the you know name calling, villainizing, and, yeah, and villainizing. Mm-hmm. I, I've been on both sides of that because of the way I grew up as a kid. You know, watching my family go through, you know, being ostracized by the church and by the world. You know, because of the scandal that happened. You know, and, and I don't want either. I don't want part of that. You mm-hmm. know, I want to I want to live life, and I want to help other people live life. And we are not have to live life in this miserable way where yeah. we learn how to talk to each other. I learn how to use kindness when we do talk to each other, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you know, we have to be willing to put our identities down, you know. And I think we just hold so tightly to our identities that we forget that people like you know, if we're you know, if you follower of Christ, which some of you who listen are, you know, Christ put down his identity. You know, when Paul said, "There's neither Jew nor Gentile, nor female, male nor female, free or slave." I mean, he was saying. I'm putting down my identity. And that's a lot to ask of people. I get that. And there's a lot of people not willing to do that. But I think it's a brave step to take in order to get where we need to go, you know, and and start to have communication. I mean, think about what it could do for politics. I don't know. Yeah. I might be right. I might be wrong. (laughs)
0: Um, what, were there any specific, like, workshops or other talks or anything like that from Spark that, that stuck with you that you...
2: Oh, I mean, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, when you've got all these amazing people together in one room, you know, I mean, gosh, it's, you know, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint every, you know, you ask me that, my brain goes blank. Right. But I also have my daughter sitting on my lap right now, for those who are listening. Um, um, I took some notes. No one of the th- one of the things that I heard in one of the talks is that, uh, was that nothing is whole and nothing is complete. Incompleteness is completeness,
1: mm.
2: you know. And realizing that, you okay. know, and, I, I, and I thought about that. Like you know, I'm always looking for this complete for being whole, and what what's going to fill that void. Mm-hmm. And realizing there's nothing that's going to fill that void. Yeah, you know. Bernie Sanders isn't going to fill that void. Uh, Trump's not going to fill that void. you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: a million dollars you know isn't going to do it. It would mm-hmm. be nice. Um, if you want to donate to revolution revolutionchurch.com. <laughs> um, we will take your million dollars and try and try and try to fill that void.
0: Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the reason the void can't be filled is because we don't have enough money to do so.: so That's obviously. but you know what I mean, answer. that
2: type of thing um, So. You know, there's no secret, you know? And it seems like we're trying to sell a secret often. Mm -hmm. And then Christianity is trying to sell a secret. Yeah. And we don't have it. There is no secret, Mm -hmm. you know? Everybody's like, the secret is come to Jesus. But that doesn't fulfill us here on earth, you know? What fulfills us is maybe helping those in need and finding people who are hurting and caring for the poor, um, but also creating an atmosphere where we can put our identities down. Because if we can have our identities down for a little while, if we can die to our identities... We can have these conversations. You know, and I'm not just asking my LGBTQ friends, which I would find the hardest group to probably ask to do that too, and probably my African American friends, that would be a hard group to do it too. But I'm also asking my Republican friends, you know, let us all just throw our identities down and 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 and, and, mm. and and have a conversation. You know, I'm almost like we want to start a church that says, Leave your identities at the door. But we're all going like, wait a second, I fought for my identity, I mm. fought to be here, I fought for this. You know, but it's saying how, how can we how can we is there a common good? All right, can we just investigate that? You know, is there a common good? Mm-hmm. Is there something that's that we can do that? So then when we do leave the room, when we do pick up our identities again, you know maybe we found some common ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and 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 you know, obviously, that was just half of the trip for me. I mean, the other half of the trip was hanging out. You know, I've hung out with my friend Elliot, who runs this uh, church called Pyre, um, which is all of, based off Pyro theology. Oh, yeah, really? So he has a whole church. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Wow. And he stayed with us for a few days. Hung out with him. Um, Pete's making a film yeah, about so. about uh, one of his parables. Him and Helen are making this really amazing film. they
0: called like the Mustard Seed. Or yeah, something?
2: about the Mustard Seed, uh-huh. and you know, so I got to go on set and see other some other parts of Ireland that were really beautiful, and you know, just to see. Like, I really believe in Pete's work. Obviously, he's my best friend, but just interesting to see what all these folks are doing. These people with folk, these people with podcasts, hmm. and and these people who are doing brilliant art. There was a day where all the art, uh, all the uh, art studios were open, and oh, cool. and it's just like hundreds of artists in this city that was worn torn. I mean it didn't they didn't sign the peace agreement until nineteen ninety eight. And so what you're seeing is a lot of the children from this conflict and what they become and they become a million a lot of them become amazing artists. You know, there's graffiti all over the city, but it's beautiful graffiti and it's put together and they've come together to make art. Yeah. Um I mean just people doing really amazing stuff who've come out of this conflict, you know, and just Wow. A really cool community. And mm-hmm. I, I just think, wow, is that something that we could hope for, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know.
0: Cool. Um, i trying to think what else to ask you. I have a lot I'm, – uh, I'm really curious just maybe a little bit more about um, – the, the way that it was all set up Like the dynamics of the, of the Was it like workshops or just talks Was everyone there also Were most of the people there also speaking Or was it just No
2: there was uh, No there were Probably s- s- Eight or nine speakers Oh okay And there was probably about Forty people there And um, Oh
0: okay Yeah It's a nice intimate size group. Yeah mm-hmm.
2: Yeah it was really nice mm-hmm. I mean they had fireside talks where that night where it was like, it was whiskey and fire, Mm -hmm. whiskey by the fireside. Oh, cool. And I obviously didn't go to that because it was midnight and I don't drink. But, (laughs) so I'm old and I'm sober. Um, (laughs) But they had a lot of really amazing, I mean, everybody kept talking about these whiskey side chats. And now Mm -hmm. I kind of like, going, man, I wish I would have gone to that. Because it seemed like it was just everybody was sitting down and, and you had to be in the circle in order to talk. And so there are people outside of the circle, oh. you know, and then someone would enter the circle and have a conversation. And it seemed like they just like just just dissected everything and just cool. really went into things. Yeah. So it was just. Was yeah. there a lot
0: of talk about theology, or was it mostly just about like applications for businesses and no, there was a lot of
2: ventures. theology and philosophy talk. Tons of yeah, it, cool. You know, and everybody would you know you'd break off during lunch, and I mean, I had dinner with somebody different every night. You know, and talked about sobriety, talked about AA, Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, music, talked about politics. You know, it was every night was something different. Mm -hmm. So that was really amazing.
0: What specific types of pushback or or, uh, feedback, I guess, did you get from after your your presentation?
2: Um, I think one of the biggest pushbacks I got was, you know, how am I supposed to go somewhere that I'm not welcomed? And, you know, look at what happened to Gandhi and look what happened, you know... MLK. Yeah, and MLK and people like that. And why do I want to go somewhere where my identity's not accepted? And I, you know, that was one of the hardest pushbacks I got. But my answer was, well, it's taken somebody who went into a lot of these places into mm-hmm. the ELCA, which is the biggest group of Lutherans. It took someone whose identity wasn't recognized as an LGBTQ person to go in and say, "I want you to recognize me." You know, mm-hmm. I said it took people like Martin Luther King to say, you know, we should all be equal, you know, we should all unite as one. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all just going through a human experience. I said, you know, it took that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying you have to do it, mm-hmm. but somebody does. Mm-hmm. And then I said, For me, I'm the type of person who's like, I want to be that person. Mm-hmm. I can't be quiet. Mm-hmm. I have to speak up. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was my kind of pushback on the pushback. It's like yeah, hmm. I am asking yeah. you to kind of do this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to do it, I'm not saying you have to, but somebody has somebody, to yeah. in order to make this change.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, someone has to be willing to go in to the unsafe places to make the change. Mm-hmm. You know, when people come together for a peace treaty, you know, that's enemies coming together, mm-hmm. you know, in an unsafe area where they both don't agree with each other saying, "What can we compromise on? Where can we find common ground?" Right. You know, so I think that was a, a lot of the pushback on it was, was mostly like that kind of thing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. So you and Pete had a lot of fun. Yeah. me and Pete had a great out. time hanging out and, uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it was a blast. I got That's to see your his best
0: son. Belfast accent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think, no. I, I don't think I've nailed it yet, okay. but I got to spend a lot of good time with his family and stuff and his dad's, uh, been through a lot, and, and is sick, and is in a home, and me and him went and visited him, and that was a really that's bonding nice. moment yeah. for me and Pete as well, just because you know you realize we all end up in the same place. Mm. You know, not all of us are going to end up in a home, but we all get old, and we all die, and we all get to a point where it's hard for us to communicate, hard for us to think, hard for us to, you know, that's where we're headed, and our time is short here, mm. you know, and it made me like go like, man, I. I you know, this is going to be us one day, and we'll probably be visiting each other. One of us will be visiting the other one in a place yeah. like this one day, wow. you know, and realizing how little time we have on this earth to make a difference and to make a change and how we all just seem to take that for granted because we think we're going to be cognitive forever mm. and that we're going to have it together forever. And, wow. uh, you know, y- you're not going to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's it's good to take advantage of, mm. of life and live life while you can and why not help other people live life well too?
0: Mm, that's a really good reminder. That's powerful. So, do we want to? You want to do afterglow?
2: Yeah. Okay. I just, we'll just connect... set it up real quick. Okay, set it up and then we'll just connect it. Okay. All right, we're going to just jump into afterglow, connect to the service. Is that good? I'll sit down here. You're going to sit down there? <laughs> Where am I going to look? <laughs> Yes,
1: Caleb, you
2: have a question. <laughs> so this is after, this is afterglow where we have uh, questions and, or feedback, and um, so yeah, shoot, what do you got? Feel free to ask Caleb a question too, even though he decided to get off the stage because it's humility and <laughs> so long. I can tell you how the weather was as well, if you wanna know. <laughs> you.
1: Nothing?
2: No questions? No answers? No pushback? That's Milo. He's on my lap now, for those listening. Why is that it? I
1: guess it can be Sure. Yeah, I mean, I like the the concepts you're throwing out of laying your identity down. It seems to have been a theme that we've been all talking about lately. And uh, it just doesn't seem like a super marketable path forward for a lot of people. Does not seem marketable? Yeah. No. Light your identity down, 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 down. But, um, it still seems like the right message to give and at this point in time. I don't know, maybe things haven't been as divided as they are now, but it sure seems that way.
2: No, I mean, it feels like things have been divided this before. I mean, the 60s yeah. seemed like it was a very divided yeah. time.
1: Yeah. But... Maybe it's just a perennial message that we need to keep highlighting. Uh, But it's so easy to put blinders on when you are on X team and there's a counter Y team. And it's so easy to just listen to your own team's messaging and not listen to the other. Yeah. And um, it definitely seems like a cool experience that you had to be in a place that seems to have been able to transition... Beyond at least a certain sort of dynamic of this versus that. Yeah. And it's come to some sort of truce. And maybe you're seeing like the, the post peace or like the a peace truce, like in, in action, where I don't know if that sort of thing happening in the US much, where two groups are like, okay, we decided to bury the hatchet and we're going to move forward in yeah. a better way now. I don't historically know of a lot of instances of that. happening.
2: Yeah, I know. And, and you wonder, like, is it going to take us going to a place that's very violent
1: yeah. to get
0: there? Right. It's scary, too, that there, there are groups who are either anticipating or maybe even pushing for that. Yeah. You know, like, I know, like, some white nationalist groups are anticipating, like, a race war, you know, and stuff like that, and it, it's it's scary.
2: Well, and a lot of things people don't realize about the, the history of the LGBTQ community is in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, there were LGBTQ churches that were burnt down to the ground. That there were people who tried to start churches where everyone was welcomed, and they were burnt down to the ground as well. And there were violence. And those people were, you know... I mean, we see our trans brothers and sisters right now being killed. You know? So we see this type of violence happening. And... um, you know, we see this type of violence happening. So it's already starting. It's just starting in, in smaller groups. Yeah. You know, in subgroups. But what happens when this starts to get outside of subgroups? You know, and then we see mass shootings happening and things like that. So we're we're seeing it in a different way. You know, but what we don't realize is, you know, we say, well, the, well, the mass shootings was this or this. Well, one mass one of the mass shootings, the guy was a a, a Democrat and a liberal. And one of the that nobody talked about. Strangely enough that in one of the mass shootings that was done by a Democrat, liberal, no one talked about. The conservative guy, everybody talked about. So we choose what we want to see and what we want to hear. And it kind of says who's controlling the media. And I don't want to be like the liberal media. Because I'm a liberal. But the fact is, is I didn't hear anything about a conservative I mean the liberal guy. I didn't hear anything about his party affiliations I had to do some deep deep investigation in order to find out you know and I don't watch Fox News so maybe that's another reason why I didn't hear about it but <laughs> I don't watch the news at all because I don't own the TV because um, I'm very sophisticated I only read the newspaper um, no I don't read the newspaper either um, news what's that one of the things, though, I, I forgot to mention, and we'll do this in the afterglue sense. it's going to be connected connection services, is I would like to see, you know, online, it's funny because right now we have one, two, three, four, five people in this room. Um, online, we have about 500 listeners, I think. Yeah?
0: yeah?
2: Around 500 people listening. And I was thinking, you know, maybe we should do something like a spark. Yeah where we get somewhere together in the country and get some diverse speakers together and spend five days together working out these topics. You know? But also having a good time. Because that's why I think that that's, there's a good balance there, is that we also have a good time. We enjoy each other's company. We have meals together. Um, see sites together. So we we'll have to find somewhere beautiful. Probably not Minnesota in the winter. <laughs> and um, and, and have a revolution type of retreat, you know, a group where we get together and say, hey, let's get some people together and have some talks and have discussion and see if we can figure out a way to do this better, you know. And also maybe put some faces to the po- folks we haven't met yet, you know, as we're trying to do with the um, major congregation online. I think we've got seven people lined up for major congregation we have more people lined up from each your congregation that are actually here in the congregation right now. So, anyway. Um, yeah. If that's it, then, thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming out today. Sorry it was a bit of a mess. Um, I'll try to get a babysitter for the kids next week. No um, oh, um, you know, and if you want to support Revolution Church, you can go to revolutionchurch.com or we'll pass a hat around afterwards. Thanks a lot. Have a good week.
1: like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.
0: That was a post-Christian podcast.